Hi there, and welcome to Galaxy in Flames. I'm Steve Saunders with... Oh, I got to introduce myself, huh? Like a yeah, player. yeah, well, I, I yeah. could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your co-host, Simon Berman. Nice. Episode 6 of Galaxy in Flames. Excellent. Return of the Flames. Episode 6. A very special holiday episode. That's right. How, how, uh, how was your holidays there, uh, Simon? Uh, it was good. It was low-key. Uh, we had some friends over. Uh, I made a beef Wellington. Ooh. Yeah, drank a lot of beer. It was it was good. Nice. That's uh, That beef Wellington must have went really nicely with... Uh, you, you watched Napoleon recently, right? I did watch Napoleon last month. Nice. See? And then Wellington shows up at the end. Briefly. Briefly. Well, be- no, beefly. 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 Yes. Beefly. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, my 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 holiday's been pretty low key so far. How about yours? Oh, it's it's pretty good. Um, spent you know um, Christmas with the daughter. Uh, that that was it's very very chill. Just me and the immediate fam. Um, yeah, and, and, and that was uh, our our Christmases are our holidays are very super chill like yeah. at, you know we don't even have it at our, our house because we have cats um we don't even have a, a christmas tree we're thinking about getting like an all-year tree we do have a cactus or five so mm-hmm. that's 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 cool. that's festive it's super festive green all year round buddy and then um yeah we're we're, we're uh you know yeah yeah we're, we're like a very chill family so yeah it's it's i call my parents on christmas yeah uh, same here you know the, the usual like stuff Nothing, nothing shocking. I got socks. Uh, like I'm trying to see if I got anything that, that the listeners would care about. Like yeah, like gift giving is like all small practical stuff. Like I got like a blanket. Like this is what you get when you're an adult, right? So um, speak for yourself. I got some cool stuff. Did you? Wait, what yeah. Did you Let's did see. You uh, well, I, I got a pair of hand tattoos back in the summer, and Nicole bought me half of those as my like major Christmas gift. Nice. Wow. And some some boots from All Saints, which I'm pretty happy about too. But those those Ooh, were all back nice. in the in the fall. Uh, but as far as like cool toys I got, I did a couple of uh, Secret Santas. Like I, so you know I do the Brush Brothers Union. Mm-hmm. So I did the Brush Brothers Union Secret Santa, and uh, my bro Buford he got me a um, Scorpius tank for Heresy. Oh, nice. Yeah, 
And uh, my buddy Lars got me a Duradeo Dreadnought for my birthday because I'm, I also got a December birthday. So I did pretty okay on that. And double dipping. Yeah. And what else? I got one more. Oh, and uh, and uh, Buford for Christmas got me a uh, set of um, Pro Curl paints. Nice. Very yeah. cool. Very, very cool. Um, I, I forgot to mention that I did get a Warhammer gift this year um, myself. Uh, my younger son, Vance, got me um, a Rogue Trader, the video game. Oh, nice. So he's the favorite son. Sorry, Drake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so They're going to play this in therapy in years. years from yeah, now. yeah. You always play. Hey, man, you got you got gladiatorially pit your kids against each other. You're... Uh, and just, just praise the stepkids and, and, and then pit the bio kids against each other. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, yeah, no, no, Drake got me nice gifts too. Like, yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're good kids. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I haven't played rogue trader yet. Um, uh, looks cool. looks fun. I hear it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, looks like Alcat really did them. Like, you know, they, some of the complaints I've seen, he can't romance his sister of battle. I'm like, well, that sounds like it's on brand. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but you got some minis. That's that's cool. I don't think I got yeah. any minis this year. Or so not like not like it's a big thing, in, like the gift giving thing. But like the um, that's great. The in, in large man. That's that's is he your favorite friend? I mean that's a that's a, oh, it's a hard to say. Dread, dreadnought there. Hard hard to say. But it is it is a cool dreadnought. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but yeah, yeah that's, like that's been it. But. Uh, we're kind of kind of wrapping up uh, the year, which is cool. A lot of a lot of heresy stuff going on. A lot of stuff happened this year. Uh, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think the big news, of course, is that Legion's Imperialis is finally out. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and you and you and you got it. And you, I saw your army. Your it's all nice and pink. Your pink painted up army looks really good, by the way. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's uh, I finished the box set. It took me a little a little less than two weeks to paint up everything in the core box. Although, again, I kind of cheated because I, I have a very large selection of Legio Furion's Titans for Titanicus from the last several years. <laughs> so I didn't need to paint up the two Warhounds that came in the box set to have that set complete. So I will get to them later, but I'll probably do them as like Legio Ignatum as Loyalists down the road, but I'm not, I'm not rushing to paint. I think I have, I have six Furion's Warhounds, so I, I don't need two more. Yeah. Well, that, that's just not happening right now. Could always use two more. You really? But yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> that, that's and, and I, I think I, I saw somebody talking about that where yeah you get you you but you need four of them right so but you you, you have to yeah you have to get a bunch of other stuff to get. Well, in Titanicus, I, I like to run um, the Venator Light Maniple. That's probably the Maniple I've run the most, which is a Reaver and uh, up to four Warhounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I have four for that, and then I have, I have two more Warhounds that I sometimes use for like you know uh, a second like Demi Maniple. Um, mm -hmm. and so forth uh, but I really I really don't need to have a Furion's Warhounds that's just unnecessary yeah but you know it's always fun yeah <laughs> but uh, beyond that though no it was cool I, uh, I got the whole box set painted up um, so all the I did all the Astartes as uh, Emperor's Children I was, I'm really happy that they came out I used uh Turbo Dork's uh, metallic paint uh, hotline to get a kind of nice deep magenta. It, it looks very bubblegum pink in the pictures. Uh, it's a little more. It's a little deeper than that in person. It's just it's a it's a hard metallic to photograph, unfortunately. I do um, I do wonder, and I've probably mentioned this to you before that I, they must have got that name from uh, the video game Hotline Miami. A hundred percent. 
Like it has to. I'm I love sure. that. Video. I love yeah. that game. By the way, it's a great game. If you like ultraviolence, dear listener, you got to play a Hotline Miami. Yeah, <laughs> guys in masks. It's really fun. Um, but like, yeah, that that color palette. I'm like, oh, that's definitely that game, right? That's yeah, uh, oh, absolutely. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great kind of like pink magenta in between like the Heresy era purple and the uh, you know the 40k Emperor's Children pink. And I, I kind of picture them as like a late Heresy Emperor's Children force where they're kind of doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah, um, and then I did my Solar Auxilia up as Chthonian Headhunters, so that was actually fun, and I ended up having a lot more fun painting those than I was expecting. So I may I may expand that force down the road. Nice, nice. Yeah. I I I'm I'm I will get Le- uh, Legions of Puralis eventually. Um, I, I I'm also preparing my girding my Warhammer loins for uh, Old World. So yeah. Which is clearly just a few weeks away at this point. Yes, yes. And sooner than expected, which is great. I think we I think we mentioned was it last time we, we talked about like that book that came that, that French book that came out that's uh was the kind of tip the hat that they were releasing soon. No, oh, the novel, um, yeah. The novel, yeah. That's the from France. But that that was I mean, I'm I'm sure that was like intentional or a happy accident because it got everyone all excited. Yeah. And and No, these so, seem to be but, on schedule for probably a, a mid to late January release, but we'll, we'll come back to Old World, because so I think... Oh, absolutely, yeah, I'm not, yeah. Legions Imperialis. Yeah, yeah, get back to that. Yeah, yeah, let's circle it's, back to that. It's funny, yeah, we've been, you know, we've basically been expecting that game to come out since we started this podcast last summer. Yes, yes, we have. That's, and I, I was going to say, um, I was just going to ask, like, and you got to play it, correct? I have not played a, a, a moment oh. of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, only, I only finished painting my stuff, like, four or five days ago, mm. um, and none of my friends have finished painting their stuff yet, so we, we have not yet played but uh, I read the rulebook. It looks pretty cool to me. Um, it reminds me of the stuff I liked about the early Epic. Um, or Space Marine more than Epic, even in some ways, from what I recall. It's been a very long time. Um, the models are great. The rules look solid enough. Um, I like that the uh, the Legion rule... Every, every Legion gets its own little rule. Um, and while some certainly, certainly seem to be better than others, none of them seem to be seriously game-breaking. Game um... Like, they add some flavor to your force, but not, like... They don't rearrange it in a really major way like they necessarily do in in the main Horus Heresy game or the way that the factions rules uh, change them in 40k, for example. Um, so it looks like it's a pretty well-balanced game to me at this point, but, uh, you know, I'm probably a couple weeks out from playing it. Excellent. That'll be definitely our next our next episode. Our first one in 2024 will be... We'll talk about that. But that's Hopefully. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it, the game looks good to me. The model... The kits are really beautiful. Um, I've been doing most of my infantry painting on sprue, which is really quite fun. Um, you know, I'll, I'll prime and then I'll look for the the uh, emperor's children. I spray, I airbrush the the, uh, the hotline on them, and for the uh, for the solar auxilia, I've been using mostly contrasts. Um, and uh, it's kind of a joy to paint, you know, a whole squad. Or, you know, not a whole squad, but basically a whole you know forty k army worth of guys on a single sprue in a single evening. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have to worry about too much about like the fine details, as long as it, like they're tiny. Yeah, and you know there there is actually some surprising detail on them, um, which is I've seen some people just really bonkers uh, paint jobs of you know individual heroes, or, like, you know commanders and so forth. But um, this is as far as the infantry go, this is very much a tabletop standard game for me. I want to have a big um, playable force sooner than later, so I'm not I'm not sweating the details too much on anything. Um, you know, larger models like Thunderhawks, I'll put more effort into. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not agonizing over uh, 
over every detail on every Space Marine. Because I'll probably yeah. have like 200 of them, right? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. Like, people like me who are like lazy, let's say lazy, and I, I will probably just like base coat, do some highlighting, and I'm done. Because it just, it'll look fine. Like, uh, it's really and, all you need. Like, yeah. Pick out a few details here and there, and you're done. But, like, yeah, I mean, I can do an entire sprue of Space Marines in less than three hours. Um, and about the same for the um, the Solar Auxilia. Nice. Nice. That's, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to my, at some point in the next few months, getting the, uh, creating my little Night Lord force. So. Yeah, um, and it's, you know, the, it, obviously they're getting rolled out in a couple of waves. You know, the uh, Sakarans and Predators aren't available yet, um, independent of the core box. Um, and there's some repackaging. Everybody's waiting on, like I think, um, you know, I need the Storm Eagles and Fire Raptors to be re-released from Aeronautica as in new packaging and stuff because they're they're currently unavailable anywhere. Um, and I'm not right. paying the, the insane prices people are asking on eBay right now for bottles that will be back in stock in probably a matter of weeks. Yeah, yeah, and, and and do we and is there any news? Because uh, there's a lot of news that's come out recently um, about like and I might have missed it. The uh, any more like what's next? Because they got the box set, sir. Well, we we've kind of known since the the summer and fall because you know the, the delays kind of made they they kind of dripped out a lot of news that probably um, you know would have made more sense in, in the original time frame. Um, but presumably, the stuff that's in the core book is going to be coming out in the next month or two, would be my mm. guess. But they haven't really said too much about that, so that's going to be things like the uh, uh, the Storm Eagles, the repackaging of a lot of the planes and so forth. Um, and then back in the fall, they showed off kind of what would be the Wave 2 stuff, which was a lot of the, uh, the fast attack items like um, Space Marine speeders, um, the, uh, the other dreadnoughts and so forth. Um, rapier batteries, tarantulas, things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's all tied to, it sounds like, the first expansion book, The Great Slaughter. Mm -hmm. So they, they, they've, they've been talking about that for like three months now. Um, but, you know, that was all the game was supposed to have been out months ago at that point. So it's, it's a little unclear when they'll be out, but my guess is probably the next two or three months. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I assume we'll get probably between uh, three and four releases, a, at least in the first year or two. Until they uh, update the rules, <laughs> just to start doing that again. But like, well, I, I think I don't think, I'm not too worried about that because it, it's it's a specialist game, so that it's not tied to the three year um, edition cycle that yeah. 40k and Age of Sigmar are. You know, like Horus Heresy is only on its second edition ever, and it's a yeah. you know, 13 year old game at this point. I think, um, you know, and Necromunda has been on its current edition since 2017. Yeah, yeah, I don't think have they. So, it, yeah, it, it's it's a much slower, different process than the two main games, um, and I, I expect that will apply to to uh, the old world as well. Hmm. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. My my guess is for Legions Imperialis, we're gonna see that Great Slaughter or whatever it's called um, expansion book, along with the rest of those Wave Two troops, probably late winter, early spring. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I bet we see a second wave of Imperialis stuff out later in the year. Nice. You know, I, I I have a I have an imperial imperialis related and horse heresy related hope is that they'll like I, I know they're not doing this because they would have trickled out some kind of rumor for it, but it would be nice at some point in the next few years if they did um, a new version of Battlefleet Gothic, but not 
you know, not not specifically the gothic sector, the gothic wars, but like then you could do um, space battles in the Horus Heresy, oh, which is I'm the sure. one. It's, it's got to be coming, right? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like the Horus. I mean, the Horus Heresy, uh, unlike some uh, YouTubers have said, is not dead. It's not dying. It's actually, <laughs> I would say, increasing in popularity. Um, and I, um, at least at, at popularity in terms of like, it's definitely not even close to what, like, you know, it's probably going to be better in old world numbers in some ways, but like it, it, it's, it's, you know, it's not 40 K levels, but then you can do, you got your tiny guys, you got your regular guys and you got your, and then you got your spaceships, which are like, you know, way different scale, but that's, and that's what I, I, I'm a big BFG nerd. So I, I, that is something I'll probably get on launch day. I'll be in my yeah. early fifties by that point, probably. <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm totally down um, because I, I I just don't. I mean, because then you could do those ships don't really change too much. You could do some like era specific ships, but those ships haven't changed in a ten thousand year span, right? And, and so you can use them for forty um, k, thirty k. Uh, what we're going to discuss a little bit later, like you know, a great scouring or whatever. Like you can just got it all. Like that's kind of covers a lot of shit and they can just do all that those different yeah. eras I, I i would be shocked if we don't see a battlefleet gothic heresy re relaunch at some point you know I, I don't know this for a fact but i, th I think it's the writing's got to be on the wall right like yeah yeah exactly ba battlefleet yeah battlefleet heresy or just call it battlefleet there, there you go yeah no one you know, horus heresy it, battlefleet something to that effect right like well yeah just just do just navy's do. imperialis like there's you know there's all kinds yeah. of ways to if they're smart about it because it's, it's going to be a very niche kind of game just do like three different eras like in the rule set like this is what you, you, you we, what we cover like the basic rules of the ships because those aren't going to change um, and then they're like and you can do this in the heresy you can do this during the scouring I mean I think I think they'll just do it as a heresy straight up game like they've done with, with all these others because mm. it's just it's just easier that way right and then nobody they don't it's true Nobody's going to say, like, well, where are my Eldar? And they can just say, what's the Horus Heresy? There aren't any. Oh, that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. But then but they they're going to keep can do it in that setting. But they can do expansions. Like, if it proves to be more popular than they expected. So, that's the thing. Yeah, everyone's... But, uh, again, I think, I think when they, you know, inevitably we're going to see Epic 40k at some point down the road. You know, five yeah. years, ten years. But it'll be a different game. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a direct port. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was gonna say uh, about BFG is everyone says they love BFG. It's like that band everyone says they love, but no one buys their shit. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just based on my own experiences in, in, in selling uh, Warhammer stuff, not not officially, it's my own store and stuff. BFG isn't as popular as people think it is. So yeah, exactly. unfortunately, like it's, it's it's I love BFG. I had I had a lot of that stuff, but yeah, um, not nearly as. Is, is big. Yeah. Whoever wants to play. Yeah. So, but in the meantime, Legions Imperialis yeah. is actually here, and it's really cool. Yes. Epic, epic back. Um, yes. Yes. It's it's, uh, it's very exciting. Those kits are so much fun to build. Like I spent last night building ten rhinos, and it was just it was just fun. That's good. How is it? No, from from an, uh, a middle aged arthritic standpoint, what is it like to handle all those tiny things? Like, did you find it difficult or? Uh, well, I am middle aged. I, I'm not particularly arthritic. Um, I am. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can't really speak to that. I haven't had any issues with it. Um, you know, the only thing I'll say is <laughs> there there was a certain amount of grumbling before release with some exaggerated photographs of the the infills on a few of the infantry models where like their bulkheads mm. meet their bodies, yep. and um, <clears throat> that which you know is a necessary product of 
one of a single piece model in, in plastic, right? You can't. There's, there's undercutting issues and so forth with how the plastic fills. Um, and people were talking about this. Oh, well, you know, my my three D printed models, you know, they they don't have that, which is true. But they're made out of you know brittle ass resin instead of hard plastic. Um, but all that all that to say that you know when I, when you get the spree of infantry, the only the only infantry models that aren't one part, um, besides the Karenite ogres who are a non issue because they're much bigger. Um, are the heavy weapons teams where you know their their missile launcher arms are separate pieces, and I would be happy to f deal with any number of infield models as long as it means I don't have to glue more of those goddamn arms on because that is a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> those, you know, it, it's just they're so fiddly. You know, you got to use you, you really want to use the um, like a, a plastic cement, but like you know that doesn't dry all that fast or just cure as fast as you know a super glue does. So like yeah, it's just it's I am perfectly happy to deal with infilled bolt gun dudes that you can't see from more than six inches away if it means I tend to glue you know a hundred tiny bolt guns onto the fronts of a hundred tiny marines yeah yeah that's yeah I am, I am perfectly happy with that but yeah I mean the the that that infill issue it is invisible at anything like a tabletop standard and you know and if you're if you're building your models for display purposes it's something you can fix but that's the only that's the, that's the only time you would need to worry about that is for display purposes. You just you just can't see them otherwise once they're painted. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the thing. Is like you know, if somebody like I was saying earlier, like if somebody wants to nerd out and make their stuff very detailed, but more power to them. For it, it sounds like it's a lot. You know, aside from that, what you mentioned, it would be it's pretty easy to put it together and start playing. And, yeah, it's great. You know, um, I. Some of my friends who are doing, you know, more more involved paint jobs, they're they're clipping the dudes off of the sprues and painting them um, on um, uh, tongue depressors and the like, right? Um, yeah. I am not because I'm not painting to that standard. I'm painting to you know what I think is a pretty decent tabletop standard. Um, but and I'll, yeah, I'll post some pictures in the show notes so people can judge that for themselves. But um, you know, I I'm happy to paint them on sprue. It's easier. You don't lose the pieces as easily. Um, and it's just it's just super fast. Yeah. And the tanks I do assemble, um, and prime, and you know, also, and uh, they're big enough. Stores. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I have some of those big paint stirrers from Home Depot. I, I glue, or I, I blue tack them on there, and then spray prime them, and all that. But uh, probably a bunch of my weekend will be painting the rest of my two thousand point. This is my, my the rest of my stuff to get me to do a two thousand point army. Which. Uh, I got a couple Thunderhawks, I got two boxes of Rhinos, I got a box of Kratos, two more boxes of infantry. Because, man, you need a lot of infantry for this game right now. It must Everybody's look talking big games about, like, armored columns, but, like, the way the objective control works, I think I think infantry is the name of the game for sure. Well, that's good That's good to see, too, because, yeah, like you said, it sounds more like Space Marine, where uh, when you compare it, when it was compared to Epic 40K, like, the Space Space Marine rules were yeah. uh, much more infantry-based, so... And, yeah, which I think is good. I think it keeps it interesting. Uh, one thing I noticed, which is kind of, I think it's going to take some time getting used to, is uh, the Titan rules. Because I believe when you when you shoot with a Titan, um, or when you shoot at a Titan, the person controlling the Titan decides which order that the void shields are go down on. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a little counterintuitive if, if your Titan shoots at your, your opponent's Titan. Your Titan, your opponent is going to choose the. Uh, Worst weapons for you to go against the void shields and so forth, which is obviously the opposite of how it works in Titanicus. Right. Um, which seems like a slightly weird gamey thing. I don't know how it's going to play out. That's the only thing that's really had me raise my eyebrows from the rules I've read so far. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I, I, I got I to play to see how that actually is before I, I rush to judgment. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would also the rules of the Titans in, in Imperialis is are they more simplified than Adeptus Titanicus? Or are they oh, yeah. It's, 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 is it absolutely? You know, Titanicus is a game about Titans, right? Um, where you know you have a whole control panel terminal for each of your Titans, where you're tracking their void shields, their reactors, their damage. You know, it, it's it's a naval game basically, where you know, each of your Titans is a battleship. Um, yeah, or, or or a battle tech. Anyway, Battletech, yeah. Uh, Battletech and, works, uh, old school Battletech works very similarly. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, whereas in Titanicus, you know, they're they're basically just very large tanks that have some slightly different movement rules and so forth. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is appropriate. You know, if you want to play a game with lots of Titans, go play Titanicus, because that's, that's... Which, frankly, I think is probably still the best game that, that Workshop is making right these days. Oh, yeah, the rules are tight on that. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like, fun like, as hell. second edition, yeah, so... Yeah, it's really thematic, um... But you know, it, it's it's not a mixed mixed arms game, right? Like it's it's not a it's it's that's the Titan game. If you want Titans, go play that. You're gonna have a great time. Um, Titans are just you know one part of, of Legion's Imperials, which I think is you know important for the health of both games. Yeah, yeah. With with something like Imperialis, you're gonna want to be a little more abstract um, with that, and, and I'm I'm all for that because uh, you're probably not gonna see a lot of aside from like Titans are more like a support item in, in Imperialis as opposed to being the main focus, right? Like so right. And, and so your 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 uh, your your war your warhounds, etc. your your smaller titans that, you know, like you could have a big hero titan in there, so to speak, a big, you know, big unit, but yeah, it's gonna be your dudes, it's gonna be your your tanks. And that's the thing is like uh I the the while it's more infantry focused, I, I do think like you know, mass tank battle. Everyone wants 40k Kursk, right? Like everybody sure. wants like a, their mass tank battle. Um, and uh, that would be like what Krieg, the Battle of Krieg and Heresy. I have heresy. Uh, Krieg is post Heresy. You're thinking of Talarn, maybe. Talarn. Oh, sorry, I am thinking of Talarn, not Krieg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Krieg is Krieg is 40k. Uh, or yep. post heresy and uh, Talarn. That's I'm thinking of Talarn. I was visualizing Talarn, but I said Krieg. Mm -hmm. Hey, I was raised in Germany. Krieg just means war, kids. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> so yeah, Talarn, the Battle of Talarn. That's a huge tank. I want to recreate the Battle of Talarn. That sounds. Yeah, that'd bad. be fun. One of my yeah. one of my friends is doing a Solar Auxilia as a as a Talarn uh, cohort. Oh, nice. See, I would love to see. Of course, the Talarn. I believe they're not as they won't look like they do in 40k. Um, so they would just be standard looking solar auxilia, right? Like, but um, but it would be neat if they did some more like flavor units and stuff like that as well. Um, but mm -hmm. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But like, you know, um, like just like if it's just if your infantry is just your standard non space marine infantry is just solar uh, solar auxilia, like that, that that that's cool. They're great, but that's it would be cool to see other stuff in there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll see. I mean, that first exp that first expansion is going to be. I think it's called the Great Slaughter. It's going to focus on um, one of the sort of later Heresy uh, theaters of war. So curious to see what happens there. But we're it's a great ways name. out from that, I think. It's a great name. Yeah. It makes me want to buy yeah, it. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> like, but yeah. yeah, I mean, so, some of the latest Heresy stuff's fun. Like, I, I just today finished um, I think book forty nine, which is uh, Wolfsbane. Mm -hmm. Which is basically uh, Lehman Russ trying to get to uh, kill Horace and uh, failing, and you know it's basically why the it's, it's, it spoilers, shows you how the space wolves got decimated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
or it's sort of the lead up to how the space wolves got ultimately decimated during the heresy. Um, so it's you know it's sort of forward you know, this mass casualty events. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, man, that sounds great. Like I still have to like pick up some, like read some new heresy stuff. I haven't I like novels. I haven't. Uh, and we got we're on the we're on the cusp of like the last book. So yeah, next month I think January. Yeah, you had to remind me of that uh, pre-show. I'm like, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. Like, did the last book come? No, not yet. It's part, part three of the end of the death. So I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping to finish the main heresy novels in the next month or so. Because I've only got I've only got five more left before I can get to uh, the Siege of Terror, which will be fun. Yeah, I heard that's really good. I read some excerpts and I was like, oh, it's 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 really well done. Um, as as someone, I believe I've stated this before, as someone who never really wanted detail about that um i always just like the mystery and the mythos that surrounds it the mythology if you will that yeah. surrounds it um I, I i think it's quite enjoyable to see so um because yeah back in the old days it was just like a few paragraphs and it was all fragmented and people yeah didn't know I mean, what the horse heresy was like it was like one one line in a timeline somewhere wasn't it yeah yeah it was yeah, uh a throwaway reference well it was it was barely mentioned in um was barely mentioned in uh, Rogue Trader uh, when going over the history of the Empire. Like it's in the timeline and stuff yeah. like that. And then you, and then it was it was flushed out in White Dwarf, uh, especially when Adeptus Titanicus came out because that took place in the Heresy. That's where they right. were, all your Heresy fluff yeah, really yeah. came in. Um, and it was all like so. You're playing this. I remember my dad telling me because he played Adeptus Titanicus with me a few times, and he was saying. You know, there, there. It's really interesting how there's no history here about this. is a historical game because he he likes historical. Like he used to play back in the day, like historicals, like Napoleonics, and Franco-Prussian War kind of stuff. And like the the, he just thought it was funny because there's no historical detail for this this time, this era. It was just an era they could use giant machines, and that way right. you know, that way people aren't asking for them in 40k as much. It was like ah, oh. but they did epic 40k anyway. Of the Satanic has seemed to prove that sold more than three copies. So yeah. back then, that's that's why that was like it was quite a time. It was a very the heady days of Games Workshop, um, the early days. But yeah, yeah. But I do like how it's been fleshed out. It's very interesting. Um, I mean, they've been fleshing this out for what fifteen years now, almost twenty years. When they well, Harris, as its own game, I think like tw like thirteen. I forget what year. Well, it's around two thousand ten. The novels, yeah, like oh yeah, yeah, like 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 two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere around something there. like that, yeah, yeah, and so yeah, we're going on like fifteen, seventeen yeah. years, yeah, so it's uh, and it's cool, like I I, I I like it, it's like it's like for you know the the Warhammer thirty k forty k universe is very fleshed out, and uh, but we got to have a huge space um, between the heresy and. Uh, 40k. So, ten thousand years. Ten, 10 eleven, uh, really eleven thousand years. We're like, because now we're in like what the forty-second millennium in the timeline, right? Like, it's like Warhammer, uh, or yeah, Warhammer forty-one k, uh, yeah. or forty-two k, forty-two k. Because again, technically, like yeah, Warhammer forty thousand takes place if the year is forty thousand. That's the forty-first millennium. So it'll be the forty-second millennium. Yeah. So, and. Um, yeah, because the the Great Rift uh, and all that, like, so the, the timeline has advanced, which is nice. Um, and then you have like 
Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think? Like, so, well, first off, before I before I start talking about other shit like I normally do and throw everything off, um, like, is there anything else you want to mention about Imperialis? Is there? Uh... Um, not so much. You know, I, I'm I'm having fun with the models. I'm looking forward to playing a game soon. I'm gonna try hopefully the um, the opening maneuvers uh, sort of intro scenario starter rules they put out as a PDF. Um, let's mm -hmm. kind of use everything from the box set, uh, most of everything from the box set as, as a as a single army, uh, which you normally can't do. Um, and I'm working on painting some tiles. I got a set of the uh, the Civitas uh, um, road tiles. Mm. So lots of terrain to do. But you know, my my club we're doing we're gonna go away. We're gonna rent a couple houses out in the uh, uh, Pacific Ocean on the Washington coast this uh, late January, and hopefully mm -hmm. play some games of it then. So, uh, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, right now it's just I'm having nice. fun painting the models and reading the book, but um, no no firsthand experience to really get into it. But uh, I like what I see so far. Oh, nice! You guys are uh, renting a um, like a, you said a house, like or a cabin? Well, a house, a pair of houses, actually. Very cool. Yeah, Very cool. I, I used to do like way back, like any before I moved to Canada, me and my friends would go out and do like uh, we'd rent uh, cabins and do gaming weekends. Uh, on the ocean, like clay lock, uh, you know, like the Olympic Peninsula and stuff like that. Yeah, Moclips is where we're going to be. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, we're not playing just uh, Legion. We're going to play some, probably some historicals like Blood and Plunder, some stuff like that, too. So uh, lots of, lots yeah. of gaming for a few nights. It should be fun. But uh, It's like your own little mini convention. Yeah, basically. Um, you know, our club, we, we also, one of our members has a home on Vashon Island. Um, so every summer he hosts sort of a camp out gaming weekend at his house. Um, oh, nice. He's got a little, little land that people can pitch tents on, and we, we game, and it's, it's a good time. But uh, this is going to be sort of our, our winter version of that. We're going to see how that goes this year. Uh, we're calling it Shore Leave. Shore Leave. Nice. Very nice. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll have more to talk about actually playing the game soon. But uh, yeah, as far as like the moving on of the, the heresy timeline, you know, the, the final heresy novel is going to be coming out, and I'm sure we're going to see more heresy novels that are, you know, because it's such a huge period, they don't have to, you know, it's, it's not all about the Siege of Terror, right? Um, well, exactly. Well, I mean, like, we, we uh, like our first episode, um, was it our first episode? Yeah, we covered uh, um, the Siege of Cthonia. Yeah. Like, that make, that is, that's not been a novel, right? Like, I would love well, they, to they put that. out a, um, they did actually, they, when, when um, this edition of Heresy came out, they put out a set of novels um, set on Cthonia, or set of, a, a novel a Horus Heresy anthology collection of stories set on Cthonia during the Siege of Cthonia. Oh, I'm going to have to... But it's, it's, it's a Horus Heresy that, yeah. book, but it's not part of the numbered series. So I think we'll see more of that stuff in the future. Oh, I actually picked those up because <laughs> I'm like, hmm, that's uh, kind of like what I want to read. I don't know, I just really like that. Like, I, I, I poured over the uh, Siege of Cthonia book, and I'm like, this is really cool. So... Yeah. I just, I don't know, I just like that kind of... Like it doesn't it doesn't matter, but it matters, but it doesn't matter. So, um, it's just uh, it's the, the senselessness of it all. But sure. And uh, what was it? Was it was that book? Um, Cthonia's Reckoning. Yeah, that's the anthology. Okay, Cthonia's Reckoning. Yeah, I haven't read it myself yet. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's you know, it's all it's about the siege of Cthonia, basically. Um, that came out, I think, more or less with the release of this edition in the summer of '22. Um, I'm actually looking it up right now. I'm gonna slow. There we go. Oh, well then. What? 
What's up? Nothing in English. Uh, oh, I, well, I, that's right. I'm in Canada. I forgot. Like, like it's like, hey. Oh, sure. Um, oh. Um, I Wait, don't know if it comes. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, oh, you just, go ahead. I think there's, there's lots of room for, um, you know, additional Horus Heresy era stories, even if they aren't advancing the main um, plot line. Yes. But, uh, I do think they'll do some other stuff. You know, I think, as, as you mentioned before, there's the scouring, which is the, the era immediately after the heresy and a lot of interesting stuff happens there right like that's that's when uh um the dark angels have their 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 schism happens in earnest yeah yeah uh, well i mean yeah the, the, it's, it's and when the the sons of horus become the black legion it in many ways like the scouring now you know like i said before the uh the, the heresy being fleshed out is great totally down um, by, by the way, just before I before we move on from this completely, uh, Cthonia's reckoning uh, the Kindle edition is only eleven ninety nine uh, in Canada. So I mean that's actually not bad for uh, an anthology book. So sure, because um, I dropped like twenty five bucks on the uh, uh, Night Lords trilogy. So, oh, um, yeah. but yeah, so the the thing about it like you know cuz i want I, I wanted to cover like the scouring and everything because like i think that's what most people are agreeing i think ourselves included like that's probably the word they're going to go next um in, if they do you know where games workshop wants to go in the in the different timelines and it's actually seems more even more exciting than it's sort of like uh like you know i i might be biased because my like my one of my historical uh, one of my focuses uh in my degree um, was uh, is like the interwar period um, in Europe, like because I always found uh -huh. that more exciting. The, the era, the twenty years between World War One and World War Two, to me is are just. I mean, of course, you know, World War Two is exciting and it's devastating, but like the era between that's what set everything up. And, and, and the and right. World War One, World War One itself really didn't end. I mean, it ended, but it didn't end. There was kind of its own great scouring that occurred for a decade after. Right, and all, all the wild things that happened after, right? You've got the Spanish flu, you've got the Russian Revolution, right? Russian like, Civil War. Yeah, yeah, Russian Civil War, big one. And then did everything else, like, you know, like Finland, which was at the very end of World War One, And then, like, there, there, there's all these things that just overlap. The, ba the Baltic states, like... And this all kind of ties into the Russian Revolution, but the whole yeah, absolutely you know, Africa. There's all these the it, disintegration it, of the you know the, of the, the Ottoman Empire. Yep, yep, and, and, and East Asia, like China, like there's so much Japan, so much going on, and um, and that's why the Great Scouring is kind of like that because there's still like the, all these there's still thousands and thousands and thousands of trader space marines running around so hundreds of thousands right hundreds, like, yeah yeah millions maybe even um and I, I think you know one of the really cool things about the scouring is you know that's the era when the uh, the first founding happens right where like all the all the space marine legions the loyal space marine legions get split into the chapters yes so it, it's it's an era where you can like really build on the heresy um fiction and really make your own mark on it with your own chapters or your you know your favorite first founding chapters and so forth and, you know, because there's, there's thousands of them i think that were, were established at that point which is pretty cool and, and aside from annihilate the traitors or survive as the traitors, there's no real, no greater goal. There's no like, you know, it's kind of funny how the Great Crusade is like, what, 200 years long? And then you got like, the Horus Heresy is like nine years. And then the scouring, seven, seven years. Okay. Um, and the scouring is like decades, like right. it's, it's hundreds of years. So 
like the, the heresy is actually kind of a blip. It's sort of like World War II. It's like it's 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 the blip, but it's a big one. It's huge, and then you have yeah. all these huge timelines. You can do a lot more with it and create your own stories, and um, you know, and you can even have uh, you know Xenos factions. They start popping up back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool shit you can do with that. No, it's 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 a pretty exciting era to mine. You know, if they do it, that'll be great. If they don't, that's cool too. You know, me and some friends, we can we can figure it out ourselves down the road, right? Yeah, but, um, yeah, that's, I, that's... I'd be happy if they did that, and and I, I would like to see them explore that era more than I would like to see them explore the the Crusade or the pre Crusade era, because I think that stuff's super cool. But I'd rather I'd rather reserve that for like my own imagination. Well, that's and that's that's true, man. I love the Crusade era, but there is a logistical problem with the, doing Crusade era in miniatures, is that you have to create all these different factions that. Are going to be destroyed. I mean, that's, right. that's that's. I mean, in case anybody's wondering, that's why they have the Great Crusade in the timelines to destroy all that stuff. So there's no need to like. There's no there's no requests or wants or complaints about how like there's no Rangdan or there's no <laughs> there's no this there's no that. Um, yeah. You, you, like you could tell stories, but as soon as they start producing literature for that and fluff, it, then people are going to want like that weird yeah. little backwater world and you know even going back earlier you know i i like i'd rather keep the stuff for the unification era like kind of as mythology i think it's i think it's healthier yeah. for the setting you know and that's not to say they couldn't do something very cool and make a game in the setting out of that like you know I, I love it so much if they do it right i'd definitely check it out but on, a, on some level i would prefer that they leave that for my imagination yeah yeah i i, I would say that if uh the tv show and probably films that are coming out um it will really boost the visibility of Warhammer. Um, we might see some like unification war stuff coming out, but I can see that being farmed out to other companies to do under license, like um, as a possibility because Games Workshop won't be able to do all of themselves. Yeah, um, if they if they decide it, but it, I mean it'd be something that somebody could approach. Say, hey, we have this, we want to do, we have this investment opportunity with like we'd like to do unification wars and Games Workshop like to do with video games. Um, who knows if they'll do that or whatever, but this is like looking over the next decade. Um, I, I have a feeling the IP will explode because a lot of, I think a lot of Warhammer players, and this is not meant to offend anyone at all or disrespect anyone, but I think a lot of Warhammer players have an overinflated sense of how popular their hobby is. Right. Um, fun fact, it's not. I mean, it's pop, it's super popular, but it's not like, but it's super popular in a sense of saying skinny puppy is popular to use like, like, right. like skinny puppy is probably the most popular industrial band aside from Nine Inch Nails. And trust me, most people have not heard of skinny puppy. Right. Same thing goes for Warhammer 40k. <laughs> like I hate to say it, but like it's, 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 but it is recognizable enough that like, like, you know, like there are people who know what it is and usually it's just like grown Grown adults spend way too much money on toys. And then, I, I, will, and I will say I think it's a little better known in the UK. Yeah, uh, yeah. Over there, it's, it, it has such a saturation. Like, you know, one of my favorite sitcoms ever is Peep Show. And there's a couple, there's, there's a throwaway reference to White Dwarf in that, right? Like, Oh, yeah. yeah same with, like, Spaced. They meant, they, like, with 2080 and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I, I think yeah. in the UK it might be, you know, it, it has better market saturation than it does in the US. But, uh, but yeah, it's really oh. still an obscure hobby in a, an obscure setting. Also in the UK, until just recently, really, you never wanted to mention you were a gamer or into Warhammer because that was a great way to be 
uh, either from the range from verbally assaulted to physically assaulted by people. Like my, my, my my British friends who are in my age and a bit younger, um, uh, they, they, they talk about how like you would just hide being a D and D player. You'd hide that shit because they would, because the Brits are just cruel (laughs) to each other, I guess. But like in Canada, no one gives a shit, but like in, in, um, in Britain, it was just like something you just didn't mention. If you want to like date, you know, <laughs> it's just, yeah. um, and it, whereas the North Americans tend to be a little more like wear it on their sleeves, but uh, yeah. So, um, but I think, I think, I think that will happen. Like, cause the, the horse heresy has really elevated in terms of books. A lot of people read these books and stuff that are into Warhammer per se. That's how they get into it. The, all the lore videos, uh, the Astartes, um, animation was huge. That was the introduction mm-hmm. for a lot of people into 40k. Um, you got people like West Hammer, like probably like half of West Hammer's uh, people that watch his channel, or you know, that's how they got into it because through TikTok when he was a TikToker, that kind of stuff. And and, and and so that's just set the stage for like TV show. Once that TV show hits, it's probably going to be Eisenhorn. Um, hopefully, if it doesn't suck balls, it will. Which I don't think it will. I think there's too much invested in it. We will, you know, it'll at least be passable that's like it'll get my it'll get my partner watching it rather than just yeah. listening to me like, like tolerate me sorry tolerate me babbling about 40k and stuff she's like interested in watching the show and that's that's how sure. this is going to expand so then even cats will know what 40k is so huh. yeah it's it it, it, it it will be super interesting to see how they'll expand all the different to, like all the different uh eras in in uh warhammer 40k so mm-hmm well, we shall see, but yeah, I think yeah. I think there's plenty of room to to move forward with the scouring. And I oh yeah, think oh yeah, do that'd be cool to do. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and like yeah, you want to change too much about it? Like you can just it's between heresy and 40k, so it's not much. You can use you can use heresy figs. You can use yeah. You get all the Mark Seven Marines, yeah, basically everything but Primaris. Yeah, anything but Primaris, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we we shall see. But yeah, speaking of the the road ahead, we had a couple of uh, heresy reveals today. Yes. And I guess they're more teasers than reveals, really, but, you know, it appears that one of them is the rumored uh, plastic uh, Space Marine command uh, squad. So it looked like there was a, what was a, probably a pretty clearly plastic model holding a banner. So that's pretty cool. It's going to be a console uh, herald, I assume, which is a yeah, that's part of just about any army. That was the uh, Forge World one, right? Well, they have, they, they've made them in the past as Forge World, but this is a new model. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I have one still in the box. Yeah, I, yeah. Have, I have a mark. I have a mark. I have a mark two. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. This guy looks like he might be wearing mark three armor, which is kind of cool. So uh, that's that's definitely cool, and it's a plastic kit, so I'll probably yeah. get it. Yeah, because I, I I no, I will get it. I mean, that's that's a lie. I'm until I get it. The herald's great because you know he he gives whatever whatever squad he's attached to gains line, which is a huge huge deal. Um, I hope we get a cataphracty guy with a herald because I can really use them for my terminators. But uh, <laughs> I don't probably not in that set. I'm guessing not, they're not going to put two heralds in the same box. But um, still pretty cool. So curious to see the rest of that. And then we did see the new uh, resin apothecaries uh, earlier this week or late last week. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, some that's some good good stuff that's coming. So yeah. I'm excited uh, about the Mark V uh, apothecary too because I like I love Mark V armor. I want to see more of that. Mark five, yeah, that's the uh, Mark five is the ramshackle armor, right? Yeah, it's the kind of heresy era stuff where it's you know whatever they can throw together. Um, yep. 
lots of lots of the molecular bonding studs, which is always a cool look for space marines. But uh, yeah, I have some Mark V dudes. Yeah, I, I I have like Mark III, Mark IV, Mark V. I love all the old Marks. Like if I, by the way, if anybody hears this and has any Mark II stuff, let me know. I will buy it from you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I kit bashed a squad of chieftains for my Sons of Horus last year, and. Uh, Part of that, I got a, I got a set of the resin Mark V armor, so I, I mixed that nice. in here and there to get make them all look like very bespoke, which is pretty cool. Pretty happy with how that unit came out, but uh, nice. yeah, glad to see more Mark V. Uh, but the big thing in that reveal today was, of course, uh, what is very clearly plastic solar auxilia. Yay! Like that's uh, very exciting. Um, that's the like why there's no plastic kits of that so far. I don't know, but you know. I well, like I mean, we're only seeing plastic space brains the last few years, really, for heresy, so I think it's mm. pretty fair that, you know, the Solar Auxilia took a distant uh, second That's place in that, 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 that race. Um, That's true. You know, I, I, think it's, I think it's pretty cool we're getting them at all, because, uh, you know, for a long time they've been forward only and extremely expensive for an army that you need a whole lot of guys for. Yeah. Yeah, it was this, it was, um, it's easier to feel PDF horses, you know, because yeah. cheaper, cheaper, because you just use modern 40k guys yeah kit bash them a little bit but uh, yeah. yeah i'm pretty pretty stoked to see that you know um my my gaming budget is pretty eaten up for a while but uh, i can definitely see adding some Cthonia headhunters to my uh, my sons of horus as an allied detachment down the road nice nice and uh you know i'm i'm, I'm curious how deep the plastic is going to go on those um because you know there's a number of tanks they can do um there's a number of you know walkers and so they, they kind of showed off a new sentinel it looks like it's not the big Athen. Sentinel that they showed off in Legions of Imperial. So got, you've got to think that's coming to uh, main scale 30k if uh, if it's in Legions of Imperial at this point, and they're doing plastic solar auxilia. So I I hope a matter of time. Well, I hope so because if it's if it's going to pop up in Legion, uh, if it's going to pop up in Imperialis first, I mean I assume they just scale it up like it's they, they it's pretty easy now. You don't they don't have to like to do like a. In the old days, they they didn't really scale up. They they do their own molds and stuff right. for each each thing. But now you just scale them up, scale them down. Like that's with some changes, of course. But like yeah, just, it's a little more complicated. With, but but basically, yeah, yeah, you can you can you know three D sculpt the model and then you know rescale yeah. it as needed to some extent. You know you're gonna lose and add detail at various scales and you change the way that the model is cut up to be produced. But yeah, by and large, exactly, exactly. Sounds and, pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! I'm just saying, you know, that's 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 the hint for what's to come next year. Um, you know, uh, we're getting most of the basics are out there. I'm still waiting for plastic uh, breachers because mm. uh, the new Mark Assault, Mark Six Assault jump pack dudes, which are very cool, will not really work as breachers. I, I had hoped it was going to be a multi kit. It turned out not to be. Mm -hmm. um, and we really we, we got to have a breacher slash despoiler kit out there at some point to give everybody all their mainline units. But I'm, I'm hoping we'll see those this this coming year in plastic. Yeah, I, six. I I assume I also assume that when they make their decisions on what plastic kits are going to do next, um, they're, they probably see like crossover appeal as well. Like, can people use these in their forty k games? Because sure. there's still a lot of firstborn, myself included, who are like firstborn fans, um, and they want to they want to you know, just you'll I'm sure a lot of forty k players like myself that they they buy heresy stuff and use it in forty k, um, so. The breachers might be, yeah, they're not as you can use them in forty k, but they wouldn't be, yeah. So, be slightly different. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I, I I'd like to see a despoiler kit, um, which is you know just uh, it's it's 
Space Marines with chain swords and, and pistols, but without jump packs. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty useful thing for, for my army and a number of other armies, so I'm hoping we'll, we'll see those out before too much longer. That's, that's, yeah. that's my big wish for 2024, um, is breaches of the spoilers and plastic. Yeah, well, let's hope that's hope it happens. It's like, I'll save you a lot of kick bashing. And... Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't have the time for that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, oh, that kind of a mystery, you know, maybe maybe we'll see some more Mechanicus stuff. That'd be cool in plastic. Um, yeah, I think I think Dark Mechanicus for both 30k and 40k is something like we're going to probably see more of. Um, fun fact, and I actually finally picked it up, um, is uh, one of the more popular 40k video games is Mechanicus, which is really good. Like, it's really good. It came out a couple years back, but like... It's um I don't know if you've played it, but it's it's I a, not, no. it's like it's like it's a tactical turn so it's essentially kinda like XCOM. It's like a it's a tactical turn based um uh adventure game that you uh or RPG and you play, you know, it's Mechanicus versus Necrons. And um it's really good. It's really well done. It's considered one of the best forty K video games. It's like in the top five, easy. Um, so like, uh, and that's made a lot of people more, they've gotten into the hobby. They want to play Mechanicus. And then if you see Warriors Heresy, Warriors are Dark Mechanicus. You want Chaos Mechanicus, basically, Dark Mechanicum and all this other stuff. So, and then you got, what is it? What's his name? Uh, I want to say Bashtar. Is that correct? Um, mm -hmm. the guy that's becoming the machine God, who's probably going to bring back, they're definitely teasing this lately is like. We're probably going to see uh, the Men of Iron coming back, or some some variation thereof. Um, and they've definitely teased and hinted at it. They're still out there, right? They're still. I mean, I got yeah. a, I got like Blackstone Fortress right next to me, and like that's that's they, there's a dude in there, you know, like he. Oh, you're just a dumb robot. Not really. It's a Man of Iron. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like which is super cool. I I love that shit, and I, I think and yeah, there's just like a lot of machine stuff and. People want it, and you know that's got to go where the money is. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, we, we shall see, I suppose. Yeah. Um, what, what are you hoping to see from uh, for the heresy for next year? Oh, for the heresy, I was just gonna say zotes, but you got those well, in heresy. I, that just goes without saying, Steve. I always hope for zotes yeah. every day, all of the time. I'm zotes, 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 man. Um, oh, for heresy, I so. My hopes are un, unatta unattainable. Like they're not going to do it. I want to see Mark II. I want to see a, at least just one. Like I'm cool with like just like a, a couple miniatures of Mark II. I have to go to third party sources if I want anything like Mark II. I would love to see a Heresy Night Lords kit. Um, there is the um, there is the uh, the the kill team coming out of Night Lords, which I'm very excited for. Yeah, and they're cool models. But are they heresy era uh, like night lords? Mm, yeah, they they could pass. Really. Yeah. They could pass, but like you know. But I want to see heresy era night lords. Um, uh, and there's a lot. But then people then they want their white scars, their dark angels, and all their specifics. And night lords kind of get left out in the cold. Um, poor, they they get skint. The poor bastards. And um, but those are more specific. Uh, my hopes are. I am hoping dark mechanicum. Like a dark mechanic mm -hmm. set, like that's, I, I I think that's like people like that's just evil cyberpunk chaos mechanicus. Like yeah, yeah, fucking make it happen. Um, I would love to see um, 
even though then the rules are just kind of like chaff like i would love to see um and they could do it for 40k and, and 30k but they could do uh beastmen that aren't as chaos looking and you could you could turn them into uh beastmen forces in warriors heresy always love me some beastmen sure um you know and and and, and, and you could definitely do that with the uh, the militia rules in the pdf they put out this year that's correct. That is very correct, and that's why I was super excited about that. The thing, the thing is, like, I love, I love those beasties, and um, it could work for chaos forces too. And they just, you know, you just have kits that you can, you know, just different a couple different sprues to turn them into chaos beastmen or sure. imperial beastmen, where they're like they have no, they're just beastmen. But um, I mean, of course, you can get Brulians, um from uh, Victoria miniatures, mm-hmm. uh, which which are bunch of guys auto guns and plasma guns and shit like uh i have a whole bunch of brulians already but yeah uh, that's uh it was just nice to see official but i mean for sure but what what will they sell i mean i know my younger son would buy one because he's a thousand sons and he he's just like he has shitloads of his uh zangors as they're they're called the the zinchian uh-huh. the zinchian beastmen um he has a whole shitload of those and so like I guess I mean, there's there's like my personal hopes which are completely like rogue trader unattainable and then which is fine there's plenty of third parties I can go to um, and then there's the ones I think like I think they should do um, you know as a fan and like to see the the company to continue to thrive and that's of course the dark mechanica and um, I'd like to see you know some other stuff um, like I said some specific mark like I said mark two. We're not going to see Mark II. I just want a character. Yeah, I extend a character, or if they just did one Mark II squad, like if they, sure. if they did, if but they also did, it's it's just not that visually distinct from Mark III is the thing. It's a little rougher, but yeah, yeah, but like it's, it's not usually different. So no. like they're they're not going to sell two two big kits like they do with Mark III and Mark VI. Exactly, exactly. I I I hope they continue to produce Mark IV. Yeah, I'd like to see a Mark IV uh, revamp. That's a great wish list item to add, actually. I, I I have I have a couple of Mark IV boxes, and I I like Mark. I mean, I love Mark III. I love that look, but Mark IV, there's something about it. I'm like, ooh, that is sexy. Like that's that's the Space Marine armor I would probably get for myself. That would be mm-hmm. a Mark IV Space Marine because they just they just love how they look. They're like they're sort of like a mix between Mark III and Mark VIII, and they're you know I like Beakies. Beakies are nice, but like. They're they're sort of silly, but like the and uh, but Mark Four, that shit is sexy. Like yeah, so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, I love all the Space Marine armors. I even like the Thunder Warriors. Like um, they're great. But like yeah, so but what about you? Like what like uh, what are you? What's your big hope for? Well, I think I already said it, didn't I? I think you did actually. I don't yeah. know. I'm, just, I'm just going back where I'm going in a circle here. I'm going in a loop. Going. I'm not. Um, even adding, I'm not going to edit that out. I'm just like. Oh yeah, you're right. Let's kind of just just rewind if you want to hear me. Um, yeah, yeah. We interrupt this transmission for a much needed The Galaxy and Flames podcast is brought to you in part by the Brushbuilders Union. The Brushbuilders Union is a community of like-minded miniatures painters encouraging one another in their craft. Brushbuilders Union gives you monthly support and encouragement to become the miniatures painter you want to be. Take the union pledge today at brushbuildersunion.com. Now back to the transmission. Now back to the death to the false and death. And I'm remembering what you said too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, sorry, <laughs> that's not what I meant to say. Like, I, I just kind of came out, but like, um, yeah, that's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun year. So yeah, 
Looking forward to it for sure. Um, but yeah, so let's see what else is going on. Oh, so I, I, I my, my gaming club, Pike and Shots, we had yeah. our, uh, we do a Christmas uh, party every year at our club space in downtown Seattle. Um, where you know, we, we play some like casual games. We go out have a have a drink and some pizza or something afterwards. Uh, kind of hang out, but for the last two years, it's kind of also served as a great weekend for us to do a little heresy campaign because about half of our club um, are heresy players. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have been running kind of simple campaigns where you know we do a one-day campaign where all the games will uh, have some impact on a mega battle that we play later in the winter. Um, so our campaign day was that one, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was the second time we've done it, and it was cool seeing everybody's armies much bigger this year, playing different stuff, and uh, it was very cool. We had. Uh, we actually got eight people playing all together. Two of them had to reschedule, uh, so they're going to be playing soon. But uh, yeah, we had a uh, two of us were playing thirty five hundred point standard games. Um, and I kind of the way I, the way I run these campaigns is I I do a little bit of background writing, like I kind of create up with a setting and a reason for some different forces to be fighting. All the people who are all the people's armies will be playing, um, and then I kind of stage some battles. And there are some minor bonuses to win that will affect the mega battle, kind of which side wins them. So. Okay. Uh, this year we had a pair of 3,500 point battles, one of which is one of the delayed ones, but then there was me, I played my Sons of Horus, versus my buddy Marky's um, Iron Hands. And then we had a, a four-player Zone Mortalis game where everybody bought 1,500 points, and uh, they played a gigantic Zone Mortalis game with more Terminators than I think I've ever seen on a board in any game ever. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, that game was um, on the trader side, Death Guard and Thousand Suns versus Raven Guard and um, Space Wolves. Oh, it's a good mix. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, I, I was playing my own games, so I didn't get to see a whole lot of it, but uh, everyone seemed to have a good time. It was a very closely won game, um, but that was an ally. That was a uh, loyalist victory by a narrow margin. Um, and uh, that was a Zomartalis game uh, using one of the scenarios in Siege of Chthonia. And then for the, the, the kind of the setting was that the the loyalists are attempting to uh, attack a trader controlled planet, uh, and to do that they have to take out the moon where the traders have some bases and a, an orbital platform. And the orbital platform part was the, uh, the Zone Mortalis game, and uh, nice. because the uh, loyalists won, they're going to be able to grant deep strike to one infantry unit in the mega battle that doesn't normally have a deep strike. Uh, so they've kind of they've, they've gained control of a teleportarium on the, the orbital platform. Ooh. And uh, in my game, uh, I played Marky. Uh, I brought my knight for the first time, and he brought an uh, armored spearhead column. And we were playing the uh, Bloody Path uh, narrative scenario out of um, the Exemplary Battles book, which from the Exemplary Battles book, I forget which forces are involved in that. I think it's Salamanders versus somebody, Wardbearers, maybe. Um, but I just kind of took the scenario and applied it, and they, you know, kind of, the idea is that the, the Loyalists are landing on the planet, and they have to run a gauntlet of defenses. Um, and uh, it was a interesting game because it was sort of mismatched because you know he had all these tanks and I only had so many things that could deal with tanks. Um, and I did pull out a victory by a single victory point, and uh, only because I was able to narrowly play the scenario. And uh, he 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 but he almost had me. It was it was very very narrow. Um, very uh, but that was, yeah. a lot, that was a lot of fun. It was a really good game. And uh, we will see uh, whether. The uh, loyalist or traders win without, but that'll be decided when the uh, other two players play their game, which is going to be uh, Raven Guard versus. No, sorry, no, it's going to be Emperor's Children versus Ultramarines. Ooh, they'll be, they'll be playing that sometime this winter. Um, 
And then in early March, we will play our Mega Battle, which will be a whole weekend again, where we all get together and we play we, we play a five-round game over two days on a big five-foot-by-eight-foot table at our club space. Nice. Um, and I'm going to figure out the details about that a little later on once we have uh, so, details of who wins the other game. Ultramarines, uh, Ultramarines versus uh, Emperor's Children is like vanilla versus pumpkin spice gingerbread chocolate. <laughs> I don't mm. I don't know what that means. It, it, it's just, uh, yeah, vanilla versus a, a multitude of flavors <laughs> and, uh, yeah, in bubble gum. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Um, yeah, I, sure. I was going to... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say uh, your friend who plays the Iron Hands, is that uh, Marky? Yeah. Yeah, props, at, props to Marky because... The iron, the iron hands are. If you showed somebody who's just not into Warhammer, all the different chapter or all the different legions, uh, specifically, or even all the chapters, said like, which ones do you think that would be the most popular? And they'd go, oh, the ones that are like part cyborg machine ones, and yet, and yet the iron hands, who aren't very popular. And I, I, I love the iron hands, and I just like I love seeing iron hands players. You know, I'm like, you're the best. Yeah, he brought uh, sixteen tanks to that game. Damn. Yeah, we played thirty five hundred points, and I think I think I blew up, I think I blew up eight of them. Damn! damn but that's... because so many of them were in squads, I didn't get victory points for many of them because I didn't kill the whole squad. Just bits so, and pieces. Uh, yeah, it was that's it was a bullshit. rough game, man. It was rough. I, I was I really I really thought he had it a few times, and I, I really I squeaked out a victory very narrowly. But uh, yeah, it was pretty fun. You know, last year we we had the mega battle. Everybody bought thirty five hundred points. Um, so I think we had 12,000 points on a side. We played three rounds on the Saturday and then the last two rounds on the Sunday. Wow. That's uh, it's like a GDP of a small nation right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to running that later this winter. But uh, I'm going to write a blog about like my approach to writing this kind of simple campaign. Because it's, you know, it's, it's basically a two-part campaign where we have campaign day where everybody's games will have a little bit of you know, the, the, their outcomes will have a little bit of impact on the mega battle, um, but you know there isn't a lot of bookkeeping or homework for everybody to do. Um, and you know, for the way our club plays Heresy, which is mostly we play you know individual games in different parts of Puget Sound where we all live, and then come together once or twice a year for a couple of event days. So it, it makes more sense to run a little bit differently than we would for like you know an ongoing onslaught campaign out of Siege of Cthulhu, for example. Do, do you guys do any like uh, pro wrestling meet St. Crispin's St. Crispin's Day speeches where you each like you kind of role play your, your commander and give your smack talk speech before you before you play the game? Because that um, would be fun. There's a lot of yelling sometimes. Does that count? Yeah, that's the pro wrestling <laughs> aspect. Yeah. I, I just always think it'd be funny if you're doing this big event. Each each general comes in and like they you know each player uh, the general or whatever comes in and, and, and says like you know gives that kind of Henry V style but also with like a folding chair kind of speech and um, I don't know it's like role playing elements in that like, yeah no actually, it, it's part of it is the, the fact that the mega battles is they're, they're such big events everybody's kind of down to business because there's, yeah. so, there's so much to do it's business you know, time yeah. we, I think we had like 300 odd models on the board at one point in the, in the mega battle last year maybe more that's insane Right, so like everybody's there to have a good time and are having a good time, but there's a certain element of like, okay, we we gotta we gotta make this work, right? Like, you know, if if we spent too much time joking around and, and chit chatting, it would never get done. The next the next yeah. mega battle, I would love to, uh, I would absolutely love to see a bunch of footage, and then cut it together into a something cool. 
like uh, like you know footage of uh, the miniatures, the playing, and stuff like that, and cut it into something. So yeah, I mean, I'll take a lot of still photographs, but you know, I'm I'm there to have fun, not be a videographer. So yeah, uh, but those will be pictures, but I don't I don't think there's gonna be any video, unfortunately. That might be worth a trip, actually. Yeah, I mean, if you want to come down, I think I think we're looking at like first or second weekend of March, but uh, we can talk about that later. Yeah, absolutely. It just it just occurred to me because I'm like, hmm, I, I'd film that. Like, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Let's talk about um, it. But uh, yeah, um, but like, yeah. So um, that's fucking rad. And I'm sure there's also like we 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 there. It's really sad. We 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 filmed a bunch of uh, a games day here a couple weeks ago, and. Uh, Unfortunately, the Horus Heresy and Warhammer 40k, the big events were going on like way far away, like as far as Victoria is concerned. So it'd be like, you know, like it'd be like, imagine you're doing U District in Seattle and the the, the, the other stuff is going on in uh, Kirkland. Sure. So, um, and, and so like we didn't we didn't go there to film that. And it's unfortunate because I wanted to film a bunch of 40k and Horus Heresy because I had some big stuff going on. Um, uh, oh well but um, that sounds rad though it sounds super rad um, yeah it's, it's it's fun looking forward to playing the rest of it and we should definitely talk about, about that you know part of the fun too is you know in, in the, we, we play fully painted um, so you know in the lead up to the event everybody's like feverishly at it like you know I painted a unit of, of uh, a heavy support squad with last cannons Once, when my opponent was like I'm bringing an armored spearhead I'm like oh shit I, I gotta have something to answer that <laughs> So, you know, I, I spent a week painting up a, a bunch of dudes with LAS cannons who, you know, managed to pull up one tank before they were decimated. Uh, but, uh, you know, there, there's a certain amount of, like, you know, arms race going on before the event, which is always fun to kind of take part where the players kind of smack talk each other a little bit. And, you know, um, we don't we don't keep our list particularly secret. You know, nobody's going to take, like, major... Like, you know, yeah, I painted a unit of, of, of LAS cannon guys, but I didn't, like, switch my whole list plans up or anything like that, right? You know, we're kind of we kind of share lists from the game, make sure everybody has is on the same page as the kind of game they're going to play. You know, and Marky was like, "Hey, you know, I'm, I want to bring my armored spearhead, but if you don't want to deal with that, you know, I'll bring something else." I'm like, "No, it'll be you know, it'll be fun. Let me let me add some last cannon, dude, so I have a fighting chance." Um, but uh, you know, I, I liked the mismatch; it was fun. And, you know, the fact that I did pull out a, a very narrow win feels even better now because of that. Nice, yeah, well, it, it squeaked by, but that's the best part, right? Like, that's the, the, the uh, if it was just a, a, a trouncing, that's not... Yeah, that's, that's never fun for anybody, right? But, yeah, uh, but yeah so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blog about all this stuff, and hopefully we'll have that up um, in the first week of the new year. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm going to be contributing something to that as well. Probably something uh, reflecting back on older stuff. Um, yeah, but just great. just just for just for, for some content and also like yeah, because you're doing all the heavy lifting on that. So, and I wanted to just add something. I haven't written something like that in a while, so it'd be super fun. Sure. I'm so, just saying um, it now, so I have to do it now. I have to. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe why don't we wrap up a little bit of, uh, of mail call? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Like that's uh, that sounds good. Um, right. Did you want to go first? Like, what do you want to? Uh, why don't you take the first one from uh, from my buddy Charles Eagle? Yeah, Charles Eagle um, asked uh, thoughts on mixing in Titan legions that maybe didn't necessarily fight alongside your Legion Imperialis army. I mean, okay. I think it's fine. You know, I mean, for, for, for me, you know, I, I like the pseudo historical element of the heresy, but you know, ultimately, you're always playing what if. So if you want to add your own Titan legion to your forces that didn't historically 
that have been documented in a novel or a you know a, a setting book, that's fine. Because also, I mean, who's to, it's not like those are you know comprehensive for the most part, right? Like, well, yeah, so, do what you want. Like the Legion, the, the Titan Legion, the Titan Legios were split up. They, they rarely fought all together at any one point, anyway. So you know, it's very common for you know a, a small de- for a maniple of Titans to be seconded to another force. So I think that's cool. And, you know, do what you want. Nobody's nobody's getting that particular about it. Absolutely. You know, you know, the exception to that is, you know, if you and your friend have agreed to play a game based on a very specific era or battle or something, then, like, you know, it's respectful not to do something like that, but, you know, outside of that, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly. I, I was going to say, it's a great question, Charles. Um, there, the, the thing is, there are historical details that are remembered, and sometimes misremembered, uh, by characters in the 41st millennium, and yet... And yet there are two entire space marine legions, two, two, tens of thousands of space marines that were forgotten about. Like somehow like a mass amnesia occurred uh, during the Great Crusade or right at the end of it or whatever for the second and 11th legions, right? Like, and and so it's very possible that there was some, a, a legion in there, a Titan legion that or anything during the heresy that never made the historical document. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, 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 Oh, go ahead. I think this is a real case of of do whatever feels good here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also, um, I, and I'm pretty sure in the same boat, like I, I like the fluff, but I don't give a fuck about it as well. Like I, I, I do my own thing. I make my own, like the fact that I, I pontificate the night Lord so much is weird to anybody that, knows me really well my gaming interest because I usually make up my own Space Marine chapters and my own like worlds and their story and so I like I like doing that. I, I, I do I do like the main storyline, but I also like doing my own thing. And uh, so I think that's definitely something I would probably do is just bring in my own Legion. Fuck it. So Sure. Yeah. Cool. So, great uh, question. All right. Next one is from Sean Demery. Yeah. Who asks uh, best historical miniatures to retrofit for 40k use aside from the Germans, French and Indian War, Iroquois for Imperial Guard levies from Dusk, Persian morals of Slanashi, cultists, etc. So his question is a little more 40k based, but it applies to the heresy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think PDFs. there is a wealth of historical figures that would make great Imperial militia fodder. Oh, hands down. Like, the Pike and Shot line from yeah. Warlord. Basically, Warlord. Just go to Warlord Miniatures, buy their shit. Whether it's Bolt yeah. Action or or Perry, some of those, some of those. Oh, uh, Perry's great. Perry miniatures would be great, right? Oh, or uh, take or take. Well, here's some. Get the get the War of the Roses Perry miniatures. I got a box of those, and then give them give them Volkite guns and Las guns. There you go. Like you you've got like War of the Roses dudes. That's their that's their carapace and flak armor, and then yeah. you got like you got you got give them Las guns and, and halberds. Making power halberds. Fuck it. Just go crazy. Like, sure. I mean, you know, you, you, there's so many great things to do in K-Bash out there, right? Like, you know, the, yeah. um, uh, was, is it the Imperial Guard Praetorians who are basically the pith-helmeted, you know, Zulu I believe that's, English with, with las guns for 40 Yeah, I believe the Praetorians and they got the Mordians, um... In the dress uniforms, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think, you know, Napoleonic figures, if you can give them bulk guns, or, you know, bold las guns for, for militia and MDF, but, um, yep. or PDFs. Planetary Defense Forces, not MDFs, which is wood. But, uh, <laughs> um, still, yeah, I, mean, I think it's a really cool idea, and I think, you know, when you're looking at some of the, the weirder um, worlds that, you know, they raise levies from, especially later in the Heresy, when you know, they're just, like, 
you know, oh, we need we need ten thousand troops. Who's on this planet, right? Yeah, I mean, like, and there's. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, there's just so many things like uh, Victoria Miniatures has a bunch of yeah. historically influenced 40k. Uh, well, not really 40k, but 40k uh, stuff. Like they got they got Piff Helmet guys. They got Australian. Like if you want like you, you want Katachan like guys, Katachan like guys that aren't a bunch of Rambo's. Um, you you know, Australians with their hats and the side pinned up. Um, they they have those because it's an Australian company. Yeah. Um, and so they, they have those and uh, Victoria, the person who uh, is the, owns the company, she does a great job with like like the range and you get all kinds of cool shit. Like you can get like uh, Hexenheimers, which are like, they're like Krieg, World War One version of Kriegsmen. Like, I mean, Kriegsmen are now World War One, but they originally were World War Two guys. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, there, there's a cooler looking kind of Kriegsman style. There's, there's all kinds of stuff, but the but historicals like, Basically, find your get your twenty eight mil historical fig, convert them. Like, it could be anything. You can use like fins from bold action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, bold bold action is a good one because it's more like they're not as small. They actually work really well. Although their vehicles, I got I got a couple bold action vehicles. They don't. They're not. They're they're not very big, like scale wise. So you have to do a little bit of converting on that, but. Um, meaning, like, your rhino is going to look, like, huge next to, like, your Sherman or whatever that you get. But that's always fun to do with vehicles is getting some of those kits. Uh, people mm-hmm. are also always punting their old, bold action stuff um, because it's just, you know, they, they get out of the hobby or they get into Warhammer or whatever because no one wants to play bold action with them. Take that, convert it into Warhammer. Like, it's super easy to do. Um, yeah. Uh, although I like the... Um, aside from using the Germans, yeah, the Soviets, those are good guys to use. Yeah, um, great idea. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Seize the means, baby. And then French and Indian War Iroquois or the or Imperial God Love Eats from Dust would be super cool. Um, though, though, if you are taking, I love the idea of indigenous, uh, Native American, um, soldiers. Just be just be aware that some people like when anytime you're taking a culture a particular culture, especially one that's been uh, or one that is a part of a marginalized bunch of cultures, just just be be aware that some people might not like the fact that you have a bunch of indigenous looking miniatures. Sure, um, but Aztecs, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Mesoamerican cultures, um, but like I definitely love that stuff. But yeah, and then Persian immortals, the Slanishi cultists, is yeah, that's a great idea. Shout out to my buddy Sohail. He'd love that. He's Persian, and he's he's the guy who keeps telling me. His question was like, "When are you playing Dark Tide?" Um, <laughs> uh, but like, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, that that it's Slanishi Persian Immortals is like a PDF, like as a planetary defense force, um, or even just keep bashing with Gene Stealers. Oh yeah, the Gene Stealer kits are good to bash into your own forces mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, that's that's my that's my jam. I love kit bashing and conversion. That's my my favorite thing about the hobby. So I'm not big on painting. I'm big on like just assembling yeah. weird shit together. Yeah. Cool. And I think our final question is from Gregoire Bobola, my buddy, uh, who asks, if you had one shot at creating a profile of a special character for your favorite army, what would it be? Um, for me, it's going to be my favorite character in the whole Horus Heresy novel series so far. I think I mentioned this last month or somewhere. Uh, there is a Venus assassin in uh, Ironclad, one of the Talaran stories named Ayeo. 
uh, I think is a really awesome character. I'd love to see a profile for her. Which she could basically be a Venus assassin, but she had these cool like cyber flies that were like biting cables and infecting and like stealing data. So I'd love to see more from her. But I think she's just a great character. And I, I think she she'd be a cool figure to to have. That's um, my answer. No, no, that's that's uh, that's great. Like. Uh, my, I, mine's a little easier, like aside from creating my my own. That that yours is better than mine. I would probably just go. This is weird coming coming from me because I really uh, like doing my own thing. But I Sevatar, like he's out. Well, we already have a, a profile for him though. Oh, is this creating your own profile of a special character? Yeah, yeah he does have a profile, doesn't he? Shit. Um, <laughs> I do my own version of Sevatar. Uh, like, <laughs> now is let me reread this really quick here. So, hmm, hmm. Are we going with like established characters? No, or make someone up yourself? Um, what? Well, I bet you there's no profile for one of my favorite characters, although they're they're a naval character, so that doesn't really work as well. Um, what was her name? Uh, what was her name? Let's see. The she was the the naval officer that um, Angron liked. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is her name? Uh, actually, like, I, I blanked on her name. Like, it's like one of my favorite characters in 40k or 30k. Lotara um, Saren. Yeah. I think that would be a fun, fun. Yeah, she's name. a great character. Yeah. Yeah, Lotara Saren, commanding officer of the World Eaters, uh, flagship the Conqueror. Yep. Yeah, and it'd be fun to see, like, uh, like. Like for my favorite army, because I I also am an old school world eaters guy. It was probably my first Chaos Legion. I really fell in love with um, were the world eaters, and I just love like I, I when I finally get a tattoo, my first tattoo will be a sigil of corn. I, sure. I do I do do love me some world eaters, um, but like I just think it'd be kind of cool, like because she would be in charge of like say deploying a force uh, to like plant like basically an infiltration planet uh, planetary invasion force or something like that so yeah um, could be fun that could be fun I, i'm really sorry uh Gregor. I, I didn't really put much thought into this but like i like i, I was just like oh sevatar but i apparently didn't read your question very well <laughs> it's been it's been record release week i've been very <laughs> very busy with my new album stuff um but like uh yeah so, so but yeah that's yours yours is better than mine anyway so why am i <laughs> why am i even talking I don't know. I think, I think Latara is a she's a good character for. Oh, she's one of my favorite. She's one of my, model. She's one of my yeah, favorite characters in literature. Like, like <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm ranking that I'm ranking that with like, you know, uh, Charles Dexter Ward or or uh, Randolph Carter actually is what I mean or like you know Titus Crow. I'm like and then yeah, Latara. Oh, she's so cool. Um, but yeah, so that's great. What um. That's weird. Um, do we have any more questions? Is that, that, no, is that that's, the three that's, questions that's that we... for this, which I think kind of wraps us up for uh, for 2023. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good year. This is like what our fifth episode, so sixth episode. Sixth episode. Jesus, I'm really not on it today. I'm like, 
Well, we will be back uh, in January. Um, and do you want to tease the new thing we may be doing, or should we shut up about that? Um, let's do it because I I want to commit. Um, because if I don't commit, I'll just put it off and let ADHD take its hold. Um, because we were discussing this is about the old world, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, as people have heard, every episode we I've had to bodily. Uh, Bodily stop Steve from talking about the old world for half the episode. I'm, I'm um, bound right now. Right now, he came over. And I'm yeah. I'm handcuffed. It's it's like a sl- it's 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 like it's like dark Eldar meets Slanishi stuff. It's, uh-huh. it's pretty gross. And uh, you know this this podcast started because I I had half jokingly posted on Facebook back in the spring somebody should do a Horus Heresy podcast with me and do all the production work and I don't have to do any of it. And Steve was like, okay, <laughs> so. I know Steve would like to talk about the old world a whole lot, and it seems only fair to me that uh, I would help him uh, co-host an old world-focused podcast. So, that's coming. Yeah, for for those of you who who listen, thank you. By the way, um, you, like whereas I'm I'm really into 40k and the lore, I, I you may notice I say that I have that in a box because I don't put anything together. My partner she tells me that I probably should put stuff together because that you know why are you buying this then you know um so i uh so simon is definitely more of the active player than i am and i still love it i still love it very much um but definitely simon knows his horse heresy way more than i do especially the rules and everything like that um warhammer fantasy is something i'm more actively into um like in terms of like when i get a new fantasy kit i will put it together and want to play it because I'm a big Warhammer Fantasy Battle Nerd since third edition, um, and I really and, and by the way, uh, uh, third and sixth edition are my favorite fantasy battle editions. If anyone's curious, and um, I'm also a big Warhammer Fantasy roleplay super nerd. Like I have a I have a specially made Sterling T-shirt that uh, <laughs> my, my my partner designed, and I wear that with pride. Like and people like I'm, if I get one person one person in a year who's like cool shirt i'm like stoked because it's yeah it's just sterling it's not even their main flag and i um i think be, i thought it'd be kind of fun but to do a an occasional podcast uh semi-regular i guess would be the best way to put it uh monthly details or whatever. to be determined but we're gonna yeah, we're to gonna be do determined first episode to launch with the uh, the release of the game in january so correct and old world is the primary thing but we'll discuss other other warhammer uh stuff probably not a lot of age of sigmar i never really got into it i mean we could yeah i like talk about we can talk about that though yeah yeah you, maybe you can bring me over to age of sigmar because it's working i'm starting to kind of read more i'm thinking about reading a novel to kind of get into it but it's been what eight years and i still i still see it as this new shit that ended my favorite <laughs> setting <laughs> But uh, yeah, probably talk about some historical gaming too. So we'll see. Oh, we're yeah, we're, we're hashing cool. out the details. But there's yeah. a, in case somehow you haven't heard enough of us from this podcast and my other podcast, BrushballersUnion.com, <laughs> uh, we'll have a second or for me third podcast next month. And, and send us your suggestions of what you'd like us to cover as well, because I dark fantasy specifically. I actually thought about doing a dark fantasy podcast. I was actually in the beginning stages of asking a couple people I knew in the industry if they were interested in being a guest or whatever, where I babble on about that stuff. But this would probably scratch that itch as well. Not that I not that I don't love this. I, I really love talking this stuff. I, I really, really, really like reading about the heresies. It's a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so send us your suggestions and uh, also mail call questions would be great. 
absolutely. Let us know what you think. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be back in January. Happy holidays, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Happy New Year. I should probably get this up be tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. So good. Bring in the New Year by listening to us. And if you are, thank ho, ho, you. Heresy. Ho ho, ho heresy. Ho